Hey there, welcome to another We Miss Marty uh, podcast or podcast about Frazier. Um, and as always, I'm here with Laura Kessel. Laura, how's it going? Good. Glad it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Now, we release these at different parts of the week. Um, but, you know, we used to do the Friday thing. We got back to Wednesday. But, man, Laura, this has been a week. And um, just busy yeah. week for us. Uh, it was funny. We were going to record this about an hour earlier. And uh, it was busy for you and I. You and I were kind of spearheading a project. So, yeah, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we work together, but we work in this humongous team where you don't always get to work together. And we literally work together. Um, there was a story about a country guy that canceled the concert, probably, what, hour or two before the concert started? I had his reason. It was good reason. Uh, but obviously, you know, you, you want to get to, uh, you know, want to alert the public about it. Um, it, it was funny. I, I did go up and talk to my wife. Just say, hey, you know, we're recording the podcast a little bit later. And I said, oh, what's going on in Canton? Like, she was concerned that, like, did 10 people die or something? And I was like, uh, Dwight Yoakam canceled the concert. And she was, she walked away shaking her head going, why is that breaking news? I'm like, well, it is breaking news. It's, it's important. You know? I think I think she was expecting some big natural disaster to happen or something. So. But it's breaking news. It's something we need to take care of. People so. like, who are just going to head down there. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, if I had tickets, it'd be rough. So, hey, that's some of the stuff going in our life. I mean, we enjoy the podcast part. It's something we do each week, but uh, we're journalists that obviously, you know, lots of stuff happens during the day. So, but hey, it's good to be here. Um, this week we are talking. Uh, we're we're getting in the midst of the first season. I uh, can't buy me love. Um, and Laura had some general thoughts about this. Uh, first of all, it's such a weird time in life. There's all this stuff that used to be normal and commonplace. Like, we're taping this during the COVID-19 pandemic, which has changed our life so much, where, you know, the show was about bachelor auction. And, you know, it seems like it's so out of fashion now because, obviously, you shouldn't be doing bachelor auctions during COVID-19. And I'm not even sure the last time I heard of a bachelor auction. It, it seems like something was so, so happened so long ago. Yeah, I... I'm not sure people do them anymore. You know, it's a yeah. I think even before COVID, right? I, I haven't heard of one recently. Yeah, it might be one of those antiquated things. You know, <laughs> I always think it's strange, and maybe it's because of like liability or something. Because in essence, you're just hooking up random people, but it's not even just a hey, I think I'm genuinely interested in this person. It's more of hey, we're trying to raise money for a good cause or something. It's yeah, I always found that auctions to be kind of strange in general. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah a, a, a very strange concept. And I can't remember now. What were you trying to raise money for in the show? It was a police officer's um, okay. uh, charity to help. Oh. Um, I think it was families of police officers. Possibly fallen, like families of fallen police officers. I think. Oh, okay. Harry was involved with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Martin was trying to recruit people. Uh, he asked um, Frazier, you know, you want to get Bulldog because Bulldog's the the top sports guy in Seattle. Uh, Frazier was able to, you know, Bulldog was pretty interested. Um, yeah. 
then he was sort of forced to ask Brady to do it too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think about how these operate in the past. I mean, is it always? I mean, I guess you want to pick either a celebrity or a very good-looking person. Right? Well, if you remember from Seinfeld, there was a bachelor option on Seinfeld as well. Oh yeah, where um, Kramer did it and he fell off the stage. Yes. I mean, I think it was just. I, I think it's just supposed. To, you know, I've seen um, like auctions at fundraisers in the past that are you know different types of things. Uh, one um, that I remember from where we used to work, um, it was a hospital foundation fundraiser, and they, mm. one of the things they they gave away was, or they auctioned off was a um, a dinner with one of our editors who had, wow. <laughs> who had a famous recipe for um, Caesar salad. Okay, come to your house for a, it was, I think it was like a party of six or eight, I can't remember, and make the Caesar salad for you. Okay. Now, was the hope, and again, obviously, it's a fundraiser, so the thought is, if you want to donate money, it doesn't matter which editor it is, but but is the thought maybe that you could talk them into doing a good story in or something, you know? Is it the access to editor that was a big deal, too, or is it just that food? I think it was me. I think it was just the whole thing. Um, oh, whole thing. Okay. I mean, it was Jim. Um, and Collins, right? Yeah, Jim Collins. Yeah. And, um, you know, he would, anything he did, he would write about it. You know, any place he went, you know, if he had breakfast oh, yeah. with you, he would write about it, you know. So you were bound to end up, end up in the column somehow. There you go. But it was as much the bachelor option, right? You you weren't able to woo Jim Collins or anything like that. It's the bachelor option, but it's like, <laughs> these are all you know basically fundraisers, you know. Yeah. It's not like they're. I don't even. I, I mean, I don't remember what the one from Seinfeld was a fundraiser for, but um, I don't think there's any any uh, any bachelor well, options that are just you know, meat markets, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it seemed like you know. The Fraser one was ended up being more of a meat market because, yeah. my goodness, I mean, it was almost like a Chippendales crowd. I mean, they were right the the people bidding were all raring to go, especially Ross. Yes, <laughs> Ross. Was, yeah, control. <laughs> she, yeah, she was ready to go. Now she ended up with the football player, right? There was a a player from the Seahawks, and and Ross ended up bidding on the football player, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and winning. Yeah. Can you imagine what that would be like now? I mean, you would have to, like, if, you, if you know, they have one, we're here in Ohio area, so say there was one where, like, one of the Browns players were on there. I mean, you know, there would have to be either a minimum bid or, hey, we're bringing the security guard just to make sure you have nothing, you know, attack the player or anything else like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not sure if a crazy radio producer would work for a, a a bachelor auction today, but yeah, you know, no, Rod's bid and was all excited. And then old Daphne uh, gets stuck with uh, Bulldog. Yeah, the best. I mean, one of the better lines of this and the way it was delivered is the whole thing was when she said, "Who thought? Who would have thought one hundred dollars would be the only bid?" Yeah. <laughs> like, so poor Daphne was forced to go out with Bulldog. 
yeah, it, they appeared to have different ideas of what they were doing on that day. Right. And I think Bulldog got upset too because, um, you know, obviously you want to get a ton of money and it's good for your old ego. And uh, wasn't Bulldog trying to figure out and say, hey, look, you know, um, it was the end of the time because, you know, Bulldog's like, that's why my bid was so low. Yeah. It was the last, he said, I was the last person. All the money was gone. <laughs> Everybody had spent all their money. <laughs> they just forced to go with $100 what? Daphne. I kind of wonder what the strategy would be behind that because usually if you go to like a rock concert or something, the thought is, hey, put the best band at the end. Or, you know, if, if you know, if you're going to a conference and you hear speakers, you, you know, you'll bring out the best speaker first or the most well-known speaker you do at the end. But I guess for a bachelor auction, maybe you want to bring out your top line people first, right? Must be, yeah. Right. First one of the ones that we saw in the in the episode was the player. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, NFL player, and I, I I was trying to think. Wasn't there? I thought I heard someone that was like Mister Seattle or something. Like I was trying to think of who else was in the auction. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Frazier. I enjoyed the part where kind of Frazier kind of talked his way in, and you know, Frazier's like, "Oh yeah, I'll be on that auction," and you know. <laughs> Uh, Marty and Niles are kind of giving each other a look, and yeah. you know, for, I, and you know, hey, Fraser got lucky. Fraser has a supermodel. Yeah. I I liked it because you know, uh, Fraser couldn't see; he was a little bit nervous. I liked Marty's comment to him. I, I'm not sure if people want to see Fraser bend over, but you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Marty's like, hey, you know, drop a quarter, take a little while to go find it. You know, I'll help drive the the money up. But yeah, he slapped him in the rear end. Yes, that was the best. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, if you're uh, if you're involved in a bachelor auction like that, hey, if Mall bids on you, you're you're in good luck. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's better than a nine year old lady that you know bid on you or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I I just laugh at these bachelor auctions because, like you said, everyone seemed to have a different idea of what to do on the date, and I can't believe. You know, even in the 90s, that you know, you'd think to be some like chaperone time, but you know, um, Bulldogs uh, take him in the game in a, a limo, and you know, Bulldogs got some thoughts. Um, you get to go to Fraser's house, which, and, and like you said, the editor, you know, with the paper we used to work at, I did that, but man, yeah, that was a smaller community. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure if someone won an auction, if I'm Fraser Crane, if I want a fan, even if it is a supermodel, to come to my house for dinner. Uh, yeah. That seemed kind of strange. That was a little, yeah, that's a little dangerous. I mean, right. even then, you know, it, it would have been dangerous. Uh, I mean, I sort of had the impression when he said, you know, to pick me up at what blah, tower, whatever it's called. That I I sort of thought that he, she was just going to pick him up, you know, yeah. and, you know, to go on a date. I didn't realize he was going to cook dinner, you know. Although he did say that in the um, in the little waiting area, the green room, you know, he said yeah, dinner and a handshake. I like that one down. Dinner and a handshake. So <laughs> I mean, he had no intention of anything. Well, his guard probably went down a little bit when he saw the Supermodel. You know, he's probably like, all right, you know, we can do some more. That'll be fine. 
Um, yeah. Yes, I, I guess the first prevailing thought is the strangeness of, of the bachelor auctions. Again, I know it was a different time, but man, especially in the middle of COVID, it just seems like that was a hundred years ago. Like you're watching something from the Civil War. You're like, oh, that doesn't happen today. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought those parts were good. What else uh, stuck out? There was something we want to talk about at the end, but before we get there, what else stuck out um, from the auction or other things involved with that? With the auction, yeah, or or the dates that happen after the auction. Oh, okay. I, I mean, we'll we'll get to Frazier and the the daughter of the girl in a minute, but anything before we get to there. Well, I mean, one thing that stuck out for me was before the auction even happened when it was a moment where, once again, Daphne did not know that Niles was in love with her. Yeah. Um. The way. Uh, I wrote it down somewhere. I it. Um, he said um, she was explaining, you know, she would love to do be in a bachelor auction. That it would be fun to pick a man off the block to do my bidding. Yeah. Free desire, and he and she said, Doctor Crane, and he said, I'd love to, and she just kind of looked at him for like an extended period, and yeah. again. You know, no recollection of the fact that he's involved with you. Come on, woman. <laughs> yeah, that that part was good. I, you know, I've been thinking about this because we've talked about, um, like you said, why doesn't she know? Because I mean, we're halfway through the first season, and my goodness, if if I looked at a girl with a too long of a glare, I'm sure the, the girl would be like, "Man, he must like me" or something. Um, you know, how didn't Daphne know? Because obviously, the, you know, Niles was coming out pretty strongly a couple of the things. I kind of wonder. Um, I don't think it ruined the show when Niles and Daphne got together. Uh, maybe it took a little bit of an edge off. Um, what would happen if they never got together in the show? Like, you, you know, and maybe in the finale, you know, you know, Daphne finally finds out and they kind of laugh it off or something. You know, I don't know. Would that make would that would made it a better show? You think? If they didn't, yeah, if they just never got together, they continued the same kind of joke about you know Niles gets all crazy in love, and then you know Daphne just doesn't know, and maybe they conclude it, maybe they get together on the the series finale or whatever the case might be. Hey, I've been thinking lately, would that have made Frasier a better show than the last couple of seasons they're married and they're growing together? Um, you know, most, not most, a lot of shows, you know, get ruined when people get together because the show changes, chemistry changes and all that. And I do think that happened here because, I mean, there was a whole season of Daphne getting heavy. Yeah. she was pregnant. And um, then Niles, you know, they had issues related to how he dealt with her, I guess, and you know, some stuff like that gets tedious after a while, you know, they, to me, like, what I like in shows like this, and I'm a weird person, you know, when it comes to this, but I like shows where there's a lot of tension. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shows that I like have, like, little kids who are real snotty to their, to their parents, or 
you know, people who have like wisecracks and stuff. And, you know, that to me is the best part of the show. You know, I, while I enjoy them, the fact the building relationships. I mean, to me, one of the best parts of the show is the way that Niles just goes after Frazier constantly. <clears throat> Well, if you, you think about, well, if you think about it too, what what made it? Well, one of the things that made Frazier so great was Maris, you know, Niles' first wife. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Maris was definitely a part of a lot of the storylines, yeah. but they never brought Maris out. And I remember the first time watching Frazier, I'm like, man, where's this Maris? It'd be fun. Like, I was almost fooled a couple times with thinking, okay, Maris is going to come out, and mm -hmm. she never does, and. And you know, it frustrated me originally. Say, man, we got to bring Mary out. But in a way, that that's what made this a great show because it never brought her out. I thought that yeah. was good. Yeah, I mean that kind of stuff I like. You know, um, I mean there was a there was a Maris section here too. You know, with um, he arrives with the bag and he's like, oh, it's so desolate without my Maris, and he brings a bottle of champagne for that. Oh time. yeah, you know so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been a different. I mean, one thing I would, one thing I was thinking when you were talking about it, bringing it up was, to me, it was. I'm glad no matter what, no matter what the outcome would have been, but I'm really glad that he got rid of that girl, that girl he was married to very briefly. Um, Niles, oh. what's her name? Oh, the, the doctor. Yeah, Mel Chernovsky. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they, I'm glad that ended, you know, because she was rather annoying, you know, and not in a funny way, you know, people can be yeah. and funny, but it was, that wasn't, I don't, I didn't find her that entertaining. She's been on other shows that I've liked, you know, but not in that role. I didn't like her. I didn't like yeah. her role at all. I don't think it added anything. Um, yeah. It added yeah. basically, you know, 10 episodes of guilt and yeah. like, like doom kind of stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it ruined the show that did that. I, I just, when I see those scenes, like you were talking about with uh, Niles and Daphne, and boy, how wouldn't she know? I mean, it, there was some, I, I thought they kept it up. I, I thought it was good. But, you know, they make decisions, and you, know, you got to live with it, I guess. So, well, let's talk about the end of the, well, kind of the main thrust of the episode. So uh, the supermodel comes over, um, you know, they're going to have the date, uh, but she's got to go. And she says, hey, I got a little problem here. Can you watch my daughter? And the daughter comes in, and, you know, she's grumpy. She's uh, cross and everything. And, you know, she starts to speak down about her mom. You know, she says, oh, mom doesn't care and all this other stuff. And Frazier's actually thinking, hey, maybe she doesn't care. I, I don't know, Laura. The thing that bugged me about this episode was I think it was made super clear that the the supermom mom was right. You know what I mean? I mean, I think at the end, she did say, hey, she exaggerated stuff because she's a kid. You know, she's upset mom and everything. But I'm not sure if I totally believe the mom. Her explanation of Frazier. I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the girl was like a, she was like quite a spinner of tales, you know? Right. Um, I don't think it's true that she wasn't, she had not been out for a year. 
like she said, like the mom. Well, I, I got I got frustrated when she came back up, and I I understand, you know, um, the woman was coming back up to go on with the date with Fraser. Right. But I'm thinking, and maybe it's because my kids are special needs, where you know, I got to be very careful around them. But man, if I'm in a big apartment complex, I mean, uh, Fraser lives a much nicer place than I first lived at. But I'm thinking about the first place I lived at uh, up in Northeast Ohio, where we worked together. Yeah. I couldn't imagine setting a kid down. Like, okay, you know, she comes up, you know, hey, Fraser, thanks for watching my daughter. And look at the daughter and say, oh, someone's down to pick you up. Hey, just go downstairs. They'll pick you up. You know, that, that kind of bugged me. But again, maybe it's because I'm more special needs kids that you can't do that with. But it's I, very, it is very inconsistent with the fact that she didn't trust her by herself. Yeah. To stay home. And to me, I mean, like, you have no, we have no idea how old she really is, you know? Yeah. Because she lied about everything. But, um, like, if you go by her, the way she was telling the story, which, you know, can you trust her? If she, she would be 12, you know? So, I mean, a 12-year-old should be able to go, you know, down an elevator by themselves. But they should be able to stay at home, too, I would think. Well, and just think about this, too. I know, you know, there was a divorce in that situation, but my goodness, my wife would get mad at me if I'm saying, hey, you know, let's have these people watch our kids. And she's like, do we really know them that well? And, you know, maybe we don't know them super well, but we're like, oh, they seem okay. We'll watch them. Well, just think, she bought a guy as a bachelor. She trusted him enough to have him watch her kid for a night. Yeah, I mean, Fraser seemed okay. He's on the radio, but man, can I mean, you imagine that? He's a psychiatrist, so I mean, right? On some level, he, you know, she probably was like, "Well, maybe he can help her." Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking about what my wife would do in a situation like that, yeah. because I, I had, oh, it was about 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, my wife worked in the day. I had to get, I think it was a job interview or something, so I had to get out of the house. And I had a friend that I knew, but my wife didn't know. And he's like, okay, I'll sit with your kid. I mean, the kid was, she was an infant at the time. She was sleeping. And my wife did not like the fact that he, she did not know the guy that came. And he literally sat in the front room, looked at his phone for an hour, and I came back. He probably didn't even see the kid at all. But I, I don't know, it just brought back memories of that, thinking, man, my wife was about ready to kill me with that. I, I wonder what, you know. Her dad would think about that, but and not that you know this guy or Fraser was going to abuse the kid, but you, you know it, it seems like a, a very trusting thing to do. So yeah, I'm not, yeah, it is. Um, but I mean, the overwhelming thing for me was the fact that he let this girl. First of all, I let her like play on the phone. Yeah. For, you know, an hour or whatever. You know, which was ridiculous. Um, and then. But the, the only the only person really the only living being who benefited from that girl being there was Eddie. She was, yeah, she was feeding him Cheetos. So. Yes. <laughs> but um, you know he he wanted something to eat, and he gives her an entire tube of um cookie dough. To eat. Yeah. You know, which was ridiculous. 
Um, I just, I don't know, the whole thing was, it's amazing that he fell for all those stories. You know? Yeah. They just, on some level, you know, you're just like, these stories are just, they're like, you know, like when you hear a little kid tell a story, and they did this, and oh, they yeah. did this, and they did this, you know? It just kept getting grander and grander, you know? And I just can't believe, like she said, one of the last lines that she said in the episode was, some shrink you are, which is true. You know, I guess I wouldn't have fallen for the stories. For some reason, the, hey, you go down the elevator kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, and maybe if I was phrased in that situation, you know, I, I don't necessarily think I would have believed everything the kid said. But when he, she's like, oh, go down the elevator by yourself, I'd be like, hey, is this true or not? You know, I may have followed up on it a little bit. So, you know, I, I mean, there was there were uh, I don't know this, this I didn't this episode wasn't I wasn't crazy about it you know right um, it just seemed kind of odd you know the the main people weren't in it that much um, I I would have liked to see more um, Niles and Marty probably yeah it, I mean really the episode pretty much ended then it, it was very not as you said, not much Niles, not much Marty. Um, kind of interesting. So I don't know. Any other thoughts about this episode? I, I was okay with it. Some good parts, some parts I, I didn't like as much. I guess if I, I had to go Larry Gray, maybe a C. I don't know. Um, I loved uh, Ben and the car with Bulldog. Yes, he basically gets Bulldog beat up. Yeah, and then yes. they and then they leave Bulldog there, you know. Yes. <laughs> to get uh, <laughs> to get beat up by the guy in the car is my assumption. So yes. It, yeah. Daphne is a Daphne is a rough drunk in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm surprised Frazier didn't step in and be like, "Okay, I'll pay more so this date doesn't happen or something." You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts about this uh, particular episode? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I, I you know, it's funny, and I need to promo what we're doing with Seinfeld. But you know, with Seinfeld, it feels like you can never talk enough about it because it's, I guess, it's like a three wing circus and everything going in, yeah. and some things like this, Frazier. I think we got it covered. <laughs> so it was good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, next week, and uh, Laura, because of the way Hulu doesn't stop their videos and they keep playing the next video over and over again, mm -hmm. I, I've seen this probably a hundred times the last couple of weeks, but uh, you can't tell Crook by his cover. You know, um, Marty invites some buddies over to play poker, um, and one of these had, was a felon, and Frazier's trying to figure out who the felon is. And and it's interesting because maybe Frazier felt bad about uh, Daphne's experience with Bulldog. Um, Frazier does get involved when Daphne dates one of the poker buddies. So maybe it's because he didn't do much about Bulldog. He felt, hey, I got to step in a little bit more. So. And <laughs> And it doesn't go well. we'll just yes, it, it well, it's it up okay for for um, Fraser and Niles, but it almost it could have ended up pretty bad. So this episode um, has some like 
famous notorious criminals in it. <coughs> Number 15 next week. Yeah. Yes. Some people who show up on like Ray Donovan yes. and other places, you know. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be pretty good. So and it's interesting. Um you know, I still not hearing that much about the Fraser reboot. Uh, I saw Laura beforehand. I actually got Paramount Plus this week. Um, and it's interesting. Um, you know, we'll see if if the Fraser reboot happens, if uh, Fraser gets a little bit more spunk behind people wanting to watch the original series. Um, you know, it's funny. The rights for uh, Seinfeld and the rights for Friends are getting sold for millions and millions of dollars to be exclusively on some of these uh, streaming networks. And really for Frasier, most of the streaming networks, like from Netflix, uh, Paramount Plus to Peacock, the whole series is there, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if, it, if, if it's going to be more exclusive if the uh, reboot ever comes out, but it's kind of interesting how Frasier's more accessible than different places. I don't know. So... Um, hey, I wanted to promise. I want to do this in front, uh, in front of Laura because we're going to try to bring on guests. Um, Craig and I, uh, next week, Laura, is the return of uh, Seinfeld uh, to Netflix. Well, well, not the return. It's the first time it's coming to Netflix. Uh, Netflix is making a big deal about it with ads and everything. Um, Laura is going to continue on and do the Frasier podcast. And Craig wants to start doing the uh, Seinfeld. So, we're going to start talking Seinfeld next week. Laura, you're welcome to come by. Uh, we're going to try to have guests on, uh, probably have more of an hour recap. Uh, hopefully that we'll be able to cover all the craziness that happens in Seinfeld. So, Laura, you got to let us know. You're welcome to uh, yeah. guess with that if you, you like some time. Oh, you um, guys I think do it the same way with you, the list? We talked about that back and forth. I'll be honest with you. When we first started the Seinfeld thing, the list was amazing. I was like, wow, this is so great. Uh, but then the more I think about it, it was very confusing because um, we had one guy that was helping us out uh, originally on these um, podcasts that has never watched Seinfeld before. And when you do it by a list, he got confused because he's like, what? You know, because, you know, characters would come and go, especially when, you know, George is dating Susan, you know. There'd be an episode where they were dating. There's an episode where they weren't. There's an episode where she was lesbian. And he was like confused, yeah. going, What is and going on? Got, so, so we're actually going to. So we're actually going to try from. <laughs> oh, and the death. Yeah. yeah because we were uh, doing some episodes pre death and post death. And and this guy never has watched Seinfeld before. He He's heard of it. He, he's seen one or two episodes. And that was it. Uh, so we just said, Hey, Let's just go from season one on. Now, I will say, Seinfeld really doesn't pick up the season two, but but, but we're going to go through it. And um, we're hoping that, you know, tell your friends, because I got a feeling that um, Seinfeld's going to be, uh, it's going to kind of pick up a little bit of steam off Netflix. It seems like anything goes on Netflix, uh, gets a little bit of a push. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see how that does. So. Officially on starting today. Oh, today's the first. Oh, yeah, October 1st. October 1st, yeah. Man, uh, this year's flown by. 2020. I cannot believe it's already October. Yeah, 2020 took about three years to get, to get through that. And uh, 2021, I think to make up for it, it's taken like three months to get through the whole year. So yeah, it's great. I was say 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Well, well, that's how they got to it because you know you got to make it. It's like the Elliott Savings time. If one year seems like it's going three years, the next year's got fly by, or you know, yeah, kind of like year savings time. I don't know. So, yeah, it, very, very crazy. Well, long, long week. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to try not to push this back next week. Yeah, I, just stuff came up, you know. Uh, but it, it feels like the old Fridays where my Head's fogged up. <laughs> my <laughs> my brain's tired. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that now. But it's good. Hey, it's better to catch up than not to catch up. So very good. So all right, I uh, very good. So we're we're going by um just this timestamp of show. The big news today, Laura, I was working on. Poor Dwight Yoakam uh, got food poisoning. Um, doesn't seem to. Urgent. Obviously, he can't perform a concert, so we're working on that. We're trying to figure out where Dwight Yoakam got food poisoning from. Well, he did not get it in Ohio. Because oh, he didn't get it in Ohio. Okay. No, because he never made the trip to Ohio. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was thinking it was like right down the road. Uh, there's a bunch of food places right by where he was going to play, and I was like trying to take bets on which one it was. So. Hey, I'm just glad he wasn't in Stark County. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys have investigated it, like see which place it was? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shame this poor fourteen-year-old to put too much Big Mac sauce in the Big Mac. <laughs> Got sick. Yeah. Hey, little Jimmy. Yeah, little Jimmy didn't warm up the Big Mac sauce correctly, so that's why yeah. poor Dwight sick. So. Our, our our best wishes to Dwight. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he'll be okay. So, all right. Well, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the Frazier. Uh, we miss Mario podcast. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.